Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Find out more about how you can support us at patreon.com slash sunranto and get the show early and ad-free. Plus, there's perks at every single level. So join today at patreon.com slash sunranto and uh, you'll be delighted with what you get in return. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old self years out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael Sunranto. And Crawley Sunranto. And the lovable loser Sunranto. With Michael Sunranto. And Crawley Sunranto. And the lovable losers Sunranto. So you forgot to unmute yourself before you started, and the Cubs forgot how to play baseball when they went on the road. It's, well, and uh, I and I was trying to I was trying to start that with three fourths of it being just dull as shit, yeah. bad, yeah. and then finish with something fun and. Uh, I fucked it all up just like the Cubs. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you and the Cubs have something in common. Uh, So welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name is uh, Danny Rocket. Of course, we have who you just just heard. Yeah. Feeling high? I mean, you got to be feeling a little high. At least they pulled out one win. At least we're going into this show without getting swept. That is somewhat of a consolation. Crawley, how you how you feeling about it? It was, you know, uh, when we talked last time, Michael and I were just, we were just happy to go 500 on this road trip. It didn't happen in San Fran. Maybe they can make up the difference a little bit in San Diego, but I, I've lived too many Cubs seasons to watch, like, this type of shit implode on the West Coast. Always happens, so I don't know. Yeah, they, I mean, they, you got uh, Wilson and Rizzo getting in a fight. I mean, talking about implosion that happens in one of the games. You, 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 you know, you. you I, just, I blame Jake. I blame Jake for that. Jake Ari, oh yeah, Jake Arietta just like t- totally shit in the bed again. I mean, it's just a, a lot happened out there, and uh, you know, we'll we'll get into all the games in a second. But let's start with something positive. We are still in first place. Yes, right now, as the we Cardinals speak. suck worse than we do, as is always the case. Yeah, and so that's really good news because they lost. They got swept by the Reds. They actually came back from a seven-run deficit today just to lose. <laughs> a seven-run fake rally. Yeah, seven-run fake rally. And so if you look at it, and, and the, the Brewers, stupid Brewers, are surging 9-1 in their last 10. They've won four straight, and now they are tied for first place with the Cubs, who with uh, 33 wins – 
Uh, I mean, they're seven games over 500. They got the exact same record as Milwaukee. I mean, they're actually a much better team than look at the NL East 28 wins for the Mets against 23 losses because they had a bunch of COVID problems at the beginning of the year. And then Atlanta, 28 and 29, a game under 500, three games back. I mean, and look at this. Look at the run differentials. The Cubs are the only team in the Central with a run differential, um, a positive one, and it's 30. Milwaukee's next with a negative four. The Mets are the only team in the East that have a positive run differential of plus seven. And then you look at the, all the runs are being scored in the West, all of them. And that's where all we unfortunately the, all are. All of the runs. That's why, well, you know, there's no, there's no runs for the rest of the league. When you look at Milwaukee, though, they, they, they're getting by with their pitching. And then we've talked about that. And Freddie Peralta, who is supposedly their fifth starter, is really like a third starter, which is they have three solid starters. The, the, he almost had a no-hitter the other day. And then the trouble that we're having is that the Cubs are in the toughest portion of their schedule. If you look at the schedule for the season, again, three in San, four in San Fran, three away in uh, San Diego. They got three in New York. I mean, the, I think they have another three with Milwaukee. It's just going to be a, a, a pain, away games, mostly away games this month. And so the Brewers are on the easiest part of the schedule where if the Cubs – the main goal here with the Cubs is keep it close for the month of June. If, you, if you're still in the hunt, then you hope that Jed would be a buyer and not a seller. Just stay in the hunt, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, and you got to go five hundred. The you know at the very least, I think to do it because I'm not saying that the Brewers are going to go nine and one the rest of the month. I you know, but you never know because that's the kind of team they can be a lot of the time. Like we saw that at the end of what 2018 when they just like overtook us. I mean, it was almost like a 1969 esque meltdown with the Cubs playing 40 games in 32 days or something like that. Whatever happened, it was insane. But um. Anyway, fuck the Brewers, and we're not here to, to talk about them. We are here to talk about Patrick freaking Wisdom. Finally, the Cubs have success with a made-up dude that uh, that nobody ever heard of, really, before a couple years ago. I remember when he came up with the Cardinals, and this dude is just historic. Uh, look, look at it. Jesse Rogers uh, tweeted this out. According to... Elias Sport Bureau, the Cubs' Patrick Wisdom, is the third player ever with seven home runs in his first eight starts with the team. Aristides, Aquino, and Trevor Story also accomplished it. Yeah, they have eight eight starts. He's only played in 13 games, but I don't know. Do you have his stats up? I do, I do. And the funny thing about that. The funny thing about that that Aristides Aquino is I believe he did it all against the Cubs. <laughs> I was just going to mention that. It was Aquino and Trevor Story both went on a tear. And there was a Reese Hopkins was another guy that was close up there that went on a tear that started with the Cubs too. Oh, man. We're good for that. Finally, we got a guy that's doing it for us. So I'm putting up Wisdom's career stats. I mean, he's never taken more than 50 at-bats in the major leagues. Um, he came up with St. Louis. Played in 32 games. That was back in 2018. And, you know, he showed a little pop. He had four dongs and, you know, those 50 at-bats. That's pretty good. You know what I mean? If Extrapolate that out to 500 at-bats. That's 40 home runs. So, like, you know, that was really good. That was a pretty good show. He had an 882 OPS that, that year. 
2019, he goes, he ends up with Texas. And then, uh, you know, it doesn't go so well. He bats 154. He doesn't hit any home runs, but he only had 26 at bats. Comes up for a cup of coffee in the weird year that was 2020 for the Cubs. Only gets two at bats, does do nothing. You, do you guys remember Patrick Wisdom playing last year? Like, when you see that he played two games, well, two at bats. So that's just two pinch hit appearances. I, I had no idea he was on this team. Yeah, I've blocked out a lot of 2020 already. So I, I, mean, remember, I remembered he was on the on the team. I didn't remember him getting at bats. Yeah, two. He yeah, there were unmemorable at bats because he went over two, and then <laughs> uh, he, he didn't strike out though. So he must have put it in play at least twice. Uh, he had then, a he had a minus 100 uh, OPS plus though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why not? So then in 2021, though, listen to what this guy's done. He's slashing 424, 457, slugging 1.121. That's sustainable, right? And then that gives you an OPS of 1.578. The dude's yeah. just doing nothing but hitting dogs. Unfortunately, most of them are solo shots. He's got seven home runs and 10 RBI, which is stupid. Well, let's okay. let's kind of talk about that for a second. Those RBIs, because so we're in year two of the David Ross managerial uh, experiment here, and you know he never went coached in the minors, never really coached anywhere, and so I'm sitting here and I don't know. And again, with no Cubs con, there's no way to ask him or Jed. I want to know who makes the roster. Is it uh, the front office that makes the roster, or is it is it Rossi, or is it a combination? Why right now would you have Jason Hayward, then Patrick Wisdom, and then Eric Sogard? So number one, why is Sogard getting any at-bats? Makes no sense. But why is Patrick Wisdom sandwiched in between those two guys instead of further up? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, because I don't think they were expecting him to hit, like, seven home runs in eight games. Uh, you know, that's a, kind of a freak of nature situation. But he, but he's been hitting them, and it's now it's been a couple weeks, right? I mean, he started hitting them when he had the two against – who was that against? Yeah. It, it, it's like the, yeah, it's like the stock market. They're like, it can't keep going up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to drop. Yeah, it's going like, to go off the thing. They, they just keep thinking that's going to happen, and – Maybe if they sandwich in between Hayward and Sogard, it will because <laughs> – or well, he'll just hit solo shots. Well, either way, he's opened up a lot of eyes. And when you're playing shorthanded without your Nico Horners, I mean – and then, you know, you had um, uh, Duffy over there who was tearing it up before he got hurt too, but I guess he's running around a little bit now, so he might be close to coming back soon. But um, – but what do you do with a guy like Patrick? Because he didn't even start with this team. There's no way you send him down. This is just like a Kyle Schwarber 2015 situation. Um, you can't. What are you going to do? Can Duffy play second base? Has he ever done that? Like, I don't even uh, yes. know. Yes, yes, he has. And the, only, and the only reason I say that is because uh, Duffy is, like, smaller. And, and thinner, and he looks more like a second baseman. But I don't know if he's ever played. Well, Horner's coming back too. I mean, maybe one of these guys gets included in a trade well, too. You this know, is, this is where it gets complicated. And, and I was looking at his salary, his, his 
massive contract, Jason Hayward, is that is he like an everyday player at this point? And so, you you know, I was talking to my dad while I've been up here in Wisconsin and just kind of hanging out. We were just talking. And I said, you know, the difference now is you don't have all the automatic outs that you had in the last couple of years. And I know people are going to tell me 2020 Hayward had a great offensive year. You know, no shit. You know what I mean? It's 60 games. It was a small sample size. But when you sit here and, you, you know, if you could have Patrick Wisdom, could he play left? Could you have Brian play right and have play center? Although Hap somehow forgot how to play center field today some, for some reason. But, but, but why is Jason Hayward automatically penciled in the lineup? And why is he batting where he's batting? I don't, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote this down. I was going to talk about it later, but we're on it. So he's right now batting 177. Uh, maybe not. I think he actually got out a few more times. I think it's worse now. 177, 246, 331 for a 577 OPS. I mean, he's, he does have four home runs on the year, but if you look at his 2020, I mean, you really did see a lot. I mean, he regressed towards the end of the year. He ended up only batting 260, uh, 265, but he had an 848 OPS, which I think was, but is right behind Hap for the leader on the team last year, you know? And the, but uh, 2020, you know, I don't know, man. But, and, but you're right. I mean, you do see, you love him in the outfield. You love that arm. Although today he forgot how to play right field too. I mean, he threw that ball was way offline when uh, who was it that scored Posey? Yeah, Posey's, Posey. Posey's not even fast. They they cut Posey half actually cut Posey down today at the plate, and then Posey scored. And on, Hayward uh, Hayward had him if that if that throw was online, Hayward had him. It actually it took him it took him up the line past. As Posey ran by, yeah. Stan Mitchell writes in Hayward is back to his four three groundouts, and that's how the game uh, on Saturday ended. With uh, you know, Cubs were Cubs were threatening, and then you got a good old fashioned four three. I mean, it's brutal. It's really the bat is brutal, brutal, brutal. He's like only getting a hit one, you know, one point five times out of ten times up. That's like basically once every like two games, he's getting it uh, one hit. I mean, come on now. I don't even play. remember what Hayward's injury was. Hamstring. Oh, I mean, I could have just fucking thrown a dart and it would have hit hamstring on this team. But yeah, okay. exactly. They're all getting. Well, that's the whole league. Um, they they well, really should stretch. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by the Locker Room app, where Sun Ranto hosts a show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Time. On the Locker Room app, when you follow Sunranto Show. Uh, well, it's a sports-only talk platform where you can join into the conversation and be heard. Uh, it's free, and it's only for iOS users right now. And all you got to do is download the Locker Room app in the iOS store. You create your own profile, you link to Twitter, and you join, like the Cubs group or the MLB group or there's groups for all sorts of sports teams so check it out uh, download the Locker Room app on the iOS app store and uh, we'll see you at 6pm where this week we're going to be talking about um, I guess uh, unwritten rules in baseball so that's a, and so come in and come on in and join the conversation we'll have a great time we might even start doing some watch parties in there it's a cool little platform it's kind of like, uh, you know, just it's kind of just like a chat room, a good old fashioned party line. So come on in and download the Locker Room app and we'll see you at 6 p.m. this week and every week for the rest of this year. 
let's let's really kind of take a look at each of these games. You have game yeah. one, and 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 game one, you know, I think the Cubs were leading every single one of these games. No, yeah, two two run homers to start the game, pretty much across the board, yeah. right? Yeah, Jock Peterson almost went yard on the first pitch, but he got out. But then the next time he got, he came up, he hit one a mile into the into the lake. I mean, not lake, you know. I I I, I use that yeah per, uh, pejoratively <laughs> the, into the, the large Pacific Lake into the drink. He put it in the drink. That was awesome, man. He smashed that thing, almost killed a boater. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. No. I. I love that. And then. Um. But Brandon Crawford kind of kicked our ass in this series a lot from the Giants. You know, he <laughs> he hit a home run. I believe that. And that's that's that put him up one nothing to start. No, the the Giants did start by winning this game as Jock put him over the edge. So they were yeah. winning the game at some point. Um. And like Davies was in this one, and you know he got. I mean. And what are you going to make of Davies? He had a really good May, and that was not a great game for him. He danced out of the fire in the second inning, left the bases loaded, and you're like, oh, maybe there's hope. And then there wasn't. You know, Davies, because he, he only went, he got knocked out in the fifth, gave him eight hits and four runs. ERA's around five. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, is, is this going to be a thing like Quintana, where it's like, oh, he's just, he'll be really good for a while, and then really bad for a while, and then. Re- really good for a while again i mean i guess you could say like quintana in that way the difference is i don't think anybody had any hope for davies being more than like a fifth starter really and then brothers wasn't great um uh maples wasn't great and then uh brad wick went in there and uh gave up a walk only and then he uh got uh dfa'd or not dfa'd he got sent down to the minors got option to the minors it was uh Martini, Nick Martini got DFA'd. Hopefully they can get him through waivers. That's what they're hoping, but it's a shame to to lose him if if we do. Um, and then um, the hitting in this one just was kind of non-existent. Uh, just five hits to San Francisco's 11. Um, they didn't strike out a crazy amount. That's one thing I kept looking, uh, you know, at the next day I'd be going through the box scores and stuff. And I just kept expecting the Cubs to have like a ton. There was only the game, game three, they had 13 Ks, which was bad. But honestly, we've seen this team early in the year with like 15, 16, 17 strikeouts per game in a series. So I don't, I, I don't know. I guess that's okay. They just weren't, weren't getting the hits to fall. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but Brandon Crawford really did kick that three run homer was off of brothers and that that just kind of put the game away and then they didn't really uh, do anything after that. And then game two, uh, God, uh, that's when uh, Jake was sick, I guess. Uh, We got word from Patrick Patrick Mooney uh, tweeted out, said Cubs starting pitcher Jake Arrieta after an eight five loss to the Giants. Apparently what I had for lunch today made me pretty sick. I threw up before the game, and then a few times after I came out of the game, I was really weak, tried to go out there and do what I could do. So uh, I saw some people asking, because he sucked. He was really bad. He only went two innings, and he gave up six runs. And and if that doesn't happen, you maybe win this game. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you maybe win because you end up putting up five runs. For the Cubs, that's often enough to win the game. Because the pitching's well, uh, the bullpen's been so good, but uh, why did they let Arietta pitch? 
I well, I, I assume that he fucking didn't tell them, right? And I just have one thing to say to Jake Arietta: Fuck off with your bullshit. Like, this motherfucker, what, oh, I was sick before the game. Either, two things, either you were sick and you fucking lied about it and you went out there and you hurt your team, or you weren't sick and you're using that, you're lying right now to cover that shit up. Oh, I think he was sick. I mean, well, all I'm saying is it's one of those two things, Danny. It's, it's not, he fucking, you know, battled through and he was a wonderful player and he did a good job. No, fuck you. This is goddamn, there's still a fucking pandemic. And we know for a fact that that asshole is not fucking vaccinated and he's ill. He's fucking sick. So what does he do? Go sit in the fucking dugout with these players. Go out on the field and just shit himself all over the place. Fuck you, Jake Arrieta. Oh, this is funny. Little Yupper, real quick with Little Yupper's comment here. Plot twist. He was sick from the shot, but didn't (laughs) want to tell his right-wing buddies. (laughs) Okay, there's there's a third option, and that's hilarious. I don't. I don't know if he was sick or not. I guess, you know what I mean? It, it makes a really good excuse, but you, I'm seeing a guy that, I mean, you know, I think uh, Brett Taylor talked about it a little bit in Bleacher Nation is that there comes a time in every pitcher's career where you have to make an adjustment. You're not the flamethrower with the wicked stuff. We saw this with John Lester. Soon you got to become the wily veteran who gets by on guile and smarts and all that stuff. The problem is, is that Jake Arietta is not that type of pitcher. He has... He's always kind of had mechanics issues, and that's why he struggled with Baltimore. He comes to Chicago. Bazio fix him up, and, you know, he, he was just on that dominant stretch, kind of started a little bit in 14, really rolled out 15, 16, 17, and then kind of fell off the you know, rails 18, 19, 20. So the, tr- the thing is, is there are these pitchers, it, it, but I just – what you see, I think, with Jake Arrieta is what you get. I don't think if he, his stomach was great or if his stomach wasn't great. I, I'm seeing a lot of the say, same stuff. Well, and then you because so, you have a situation where you, you brought up – you got Keegan Thompson, who wasn't great. And he couldn't go out there because he pitched in the – well, no, he ended up in this game, didn't he? Yeah. He, and he gave up two home runs. So did Jake. So it wasn't great from Keegan. But you have Keegan Thompson that can – you know, I guess Alec Mills isn't ready still, but you got him and you bring up um, what's his name, the the new guy, uh, um, uh, Corey, 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 oh, Corey, Corey, Corey. Abbott. No, Cole Stewart had to pitch the next day, but um, right. but you bring up Corey Abbott. See, he's a starter, but you plan on using him out of the bullpen. You you uh, send Wick down uh, the lefty to bring up Abbott. So and he's. I mean, we don't really know what Corey Abbott is yet in the major leagues because he just got here. But you had options for that game, and it just was frustrating because, you know, KB with a with a big two-run shot. And I heard the Giants announcer say uh, that he's got the third at highest average against lefties, which does not surprise me. He hits lefties great. I wish kind of we faced a few more of them. And then, um, you know, with the, but without that second inning – you know, just like three run bombs that like Steven Duggard's kicking our ass. Freaking, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, all I could think Craw- of Crawford again. All I could think double. of was that fucking reality family with the 27 children named Duggars. Every fucking time I saw that asshole, I was like, oh, God. He's one of them. He's, he's a, I, he's he a sister. He, he's there's, a sister husband. 
He's a sister husband? I don't Maybe. know what that means. Yeah, he's a brother husband. <laughs> uh, Look, guys, I mean, here's the thing is that, you know, we've been talking all season. Are the Cubs going to be buyers or sellers? Are they going to trade high on Brian? All, all, all this stuff. It, it, it's been the pitching. And that's been the weakness. I, no one, no, I don't know if too many people thought the bullpen was going to be the strength that it is, but it has been. And seeing the offense again, you're, you're, you know, we'll talk about game three, but they scored three runs there. They scored five runs in game two. I mean, they had every opportunity to do better in this series, but your pitching just can't keep constantly putting you behind the eight ball, forcing you to come back, forcing the bullpen to be used. Like I said, like most of these guys, and it almost happened today with Hendricks, who was able to kind of, you know, get get right, who was able to right his ship there. But in general, you can't keep having these starters going two, three, four innings, giving up three, four, five runs. And that and that's why I'm so pissed about what Jake did. So either he's lying before the game or he's lying after the game. Regardless, he's a liar, right? And yeah. if he's lying before the game, then that's exactly what you're talking about, Carly. He put his team in a shitty position because he was not feeling well enough to pitch. They take six runs off of him, and he's gone in the second inning, and then all of a sudden you're not just taxing the bullpen for this game. You're taxing them for the next two games that they have to play this team. Yeah. yeah. And no, I, that, you know the next day the starter is a guy who's you know only started one other game. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. So he may have to come out at any point, right? Yeah, he got so three point two. That's not long. Yeah, he gave up seven hits. Uh, Cole Stewart, and he looked good against the Padres in his debut. He went five in that one, and then this one was a uh, little less, little less than we had hoped, I think. Um, and then, uh, but the you know that's where you got uh, Abbott out there. He only had the one strikeout, had a walk, and one hit, two innings. Didn't give up any runs though. And then uh, Ryan Tapera con- uh, continued um, his greatness in a in a loss um but that one was frustrating um i mean before i do want to mention that uh jock in game two jock's oppo shot because that was sweet and i was like oh jocko oppo taco i was like that's gotta be a shirt jock definitely i mean those years with the dodgers him coming up he has probably the most hatred for the giants of anybody on this team and he was ready he was really ready to play yeah uh it was too bad to see he got a little banged up. Yeah. And you know, the Cubs did what they were supposed to do against the ghost of Scott Casimir, who won the game. Te- well, did he win the game? Yeah, he won the game. Did he get but it? was DFA'd immediately after the next day. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't pitch well. I mean, it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't real solid. I you know, but uh, yeah, but they gave him a, a shot at it. And then um, the other one, the guy that we haven't even talked about at all, is uh, Sergio Alcantara being on this team. Like, shows a lot of speed. Like, dude, that triple he hit. I mean, he was on third base before kind of you knew it. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, he's already there. Like, it was a stand-upper. Yeah. So, you know, the well, big – Well, that's a big ballpark, too. Yeah. It's right. just fucking giant. You saw some balls. And I think that's kind of what happened a little bit to, to happen Hayward today is just you feel like you should be – you should have already run into a wall and you're still chasing You're the still running, down. yeah. 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 You know, the the thing that was the big news of this game, too, was Contreras and Rizzo getting into a verbal altercation in the dugout with Rossi uh, stepping in between the two. Now, I don't know what it's about. And, I, you know, everybody says, oh, it's like brotherly love, brothers fight, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And I'm going to just uh, – the best way, I guess, to put this is 
I don't think this is the first time Contreras has gotten into it with a teammate. It's maybe yeah. one of the first times we've seen it, but behind the scenes, it's not the first time it's happened. Yeah, I mean, you know, Wilson gets into it all the time with everybody, it seems, you know, and and quite frankly, I mean, I, and you could look at the game. I don't think it was anything in the game. Like there was a point where Contreras was on third and Rizzo failed to bring him in. Uh, I don't think that's what it was about. Wasn't there some other play? What was it? Um, there was a play with Baez. Okay, yeah, because Baez's throws have been weird lately. Like there's something wrong with Baez too. Like his, and then he came out of the game today, so we don't really know what that's about, do we? Yet either, obviously, hurts of some kind. Said something with the right thumb. Maybe that's screwing up his um, his throws. I don't know. It's they, they did talk about a different injury, and I think it might be like a core injury that's been hurting his, his throws. And, and not only that, it's just kind of they've been resting him. And so normally he kind of still does his defensive practice and shit like that. But he hasn't done as much lately just because he's, they're trying to rest him up a little bit. Yeah, but Rizzo didn't pick that ball. And, you know, some of those balls are tough. They're on, you know, real short hops. So, I mean, you can't really blame. I mean, that error was Javi. Javi went like this after that throw. It's, it's on me. But then that, that kind of all got lumped into that moment, you know, and you just wonder what it's all about because Rizzo kind of screwed up. And, you know, but uh, Rizzo's not having a great year. I'm going to put up the Cubs numbers here. Uh, I mean – He's got a 778 OPS this year, only five home runs, which if you look at some of the other guys on the team that you'd compare him to, Bryant with 13 and Javi with 14 and Patrick Wisdom, for that matter, with seven already and only 32 ABs. So it's like, you know, here's guys that Jock Peterson has more than him. Hap has more than him. Contreras has more than him. He's got the same amount as David Bodie, who has been hurt, you know, so it, Rizzo was hurt. Jake Marisnik almost has as many home runs, and he's been hurt. So it's like Anthony's not, you know, with the bat. And, you know, I don't know if it's that has anything to do with it or maybe Anthony's acting like a jerk. I mean, I don't – It's we don't know. We don't know. But it's you don't want to see that. No, that but, it, but that – I don't know. I don't know what was going on in that game, but you're in a shitty game. It's the second one. Uh, you've given up all these runs. You're kind of in a – just a, just a bad spot. Like, I mean, this was game two. Yeah, the six-run. Like, we were all like watching this game. Didn't it feel like we we've been watching this for like three months? <laughs> like it's like, oh, these motherfuckers. Like you're just like watching the game. You're two innings in, and you're like, Jesus Christ! It was brutal. You know, it's totally, so late. We totally forgot that they went nine and one the last 10 games. <laughs> yeah. You know? The game ended at midnight and then we totally blew our bullpen. Cause you used everybody. That's why they sent Wick down after this. Cause yeah. they're like, well, but, you know, they, we, we need more arms. But if we're feeling that it's possible that the players are kind of feeling that as well. And it maybe doesn't take much between the two to get a little hot headed. Yeah. And, you know, despite giving up two home runs, Keegan Thompson with five strikeouts in two in his two innings pitch. So that's pretty impressive. So that's uh, you know, talked about run differential, and San Francisco's a really good hitting team. And yeah. you know the thing is, is is we just don't see them that much. And we're, you know, I can say on this show, we probably don't. You know, we're not all watching West Coast baseball all the time. You know, and, and no, never, never. Yeah, so like you're telling me Lamont Wade Jr. I say, who the hell is Lamont Wade Jr.? Like, what? Yeah, he's you know, the so one kicking your ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then. 
Yeah, game three, that was tough because Gaussman was the pitcher of the month. And then he looked really good. That split finger just kept dying. Chris Bryant looked like an idiot up there. He, like, struck – how many times did Bryant strike out in that game? Oh, only twice. But he just looked stupid doing it, so it was memorable. Uh, anyway, yeah, he – you know, it just you're going to face some good pitchers like that, and but well, it, you only got three hits in the game, and you yeah, couldn't. And that's the day that they went double digit uh, strikeouts too. Yeah, and stopped. yeah, they 13 Ks, and then yeah, three lousy hits, but they couldn't take advantage of three errors by San Francisco. So I mean, you know, including you had, Evan Longoria, was he knocked out? Yeah, dude, he came out of the game. Yeah, Longoria came out of the game after he was That ninth inning was insane because they were literally trying to hand it to the Cubs. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. They he were. must have made, like, three errors in that inning or, or three misplays. I don't know, however you want to categorize it, but but Jesus, they, they wanted to give it to you and, and, and didn't and have it. And you were right there. It was four to two at the time when the ninth came in because you know, of course, the Cubs scored with uh, earlier in the game with a Patrick Wisdom solo homer because yep. that's what we do. Uh, so that's one of, it. and then one of the other freaking hits. You got those so Patrick Wisdom solo homer. You got one by the pitcher Cole Stewart, which was that his first major league hit or no? I don't know. He had a few other starts for uh, Minnesota. Yeah, good question. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we yeah, so we this is actually uh, a pretty good series for pitchers hitting. We saw uh, the Giants pitcher had a hit. Disclafani, yeah, Disclafani yeah, had a double. And uh, well, and, um, and what's his and uh, Hendricks today? Yep. Yeah. Hey, n- nobody needs a DH. These guys are playing. So it, it was kind of brutal at the end of the game. You're right, though. They were trying to hand it to the Gubs. I was pretty. We, we were putting together one of those Wayfair. Uh, furnitures, you know, with the with the the, the kids smuggled away inside, yep. and uh, so we were, you know, we were putting that together. Had the game on the radio, listening to Pat Hughes, and you know, drinking and making it take too long and all that stuff. But you know, I was, I re- we all stopped what we were doing and just you know, we're glued to the radio, listening to that end, and it just, I really felt like, uh, I, uh, I, I felt like we could have, if things just were handled a little bit differently. You know, the game two with Jake going out there, game three with like just putting on some pressure on the giants in a different, taking advantage of, of things. Like I, I really felt that was, that was our game. Uh, Chip writes in Longoria is out six weeks. So that's well, sucks for the giants. Well, on that play uh, in, I don't know the camera angles weren't moving around the whole field or whatever, but I was kind of confused why I think it was Contreras stopped at second. Right, because you had your third baseman and your shortstop just Knocked killed out. each other. The I think the pitcher picked up the ball, so like the ball wasn't just laying there. But still, who's at third? It's got to be the left fielder's going to have to come in, or the catcher's going to have to run up there. If you're booking it to third, I'm wondering if they get. I don't know, just a little bit closer, just just more chaos. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, Wilson did end up scoring. He was the third run, I believe. Uh, he so, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just felt like it could have gone better. I mean, th- there's things that could have <laughs> happened. There's things it that could have happened that would that would have at least let you split the series. And that's I what want, I want. I do want to talk about Gaussman when we're done here with the fourth game of the series because there's something that we need to talk about with Gaussman. So with Gaussman in the fourth game. In the third game. Oh, in the third game. Why? All right. What do you want to talk about? 
Uh, let's get to through game four, and then we'll kind of talk about it here. Okay, but. all right. Well, yeah, game four, that's the win. So, I thank God we finally won a game. I, I literally yeah. would. This would have been – I would have been miserable on this show. And uh, instead, like, I, I feel like it pretty good about, you know, kind of heading into the next series. Uh, Cubs win 4-3, to three, all because of Patrick Wisdom, basically. Um, and another <laughs> another run scored uh, was by Kyle Hendricks, and that was basically on a Buster Posey error when they came home with the play, when the bases were loaded. But the Cubs could have gotten more runs in that fifth inning. They Everybody struck out after that, including Jason Hayward. Um, and again, uh, KB struck out with two on before the bases were loaded. And then uh, Patrick Wisdom, he struck out. That would have been a nice time for actually some ribbies, but didn't get them. Um, yeah, we already talked about some of the fielding stuff with uh, Happ and um, – and Jay Hay, but they did um, they did manage to get that, and it was consequential to get Posey at the plate. I mean, Posey can't run, so it's not that impressive. So. <laughs> I know. KB got that leaping catch in the ninth, which was a big one, too. That was awesome, dude. I mean, oh, my God, dude. He's one of the best outfielders we have. Well, and it, it was uh, almost exactly the same as the one he had, like, in the first inning that was a homer, right? Like he ran up the wall and jumped, and it was just a little too far. So when you see it in the night and he's coming up to it, you're like, "Oh God!" It looked what, like the same thing. Was that gonna be a homer? It was close. no. I think it would have. I think it would have hit the very top of the wall. Is what it looked like, but it was a very similar play by KB. Now, if it hits the top of the wall, though, it, it could bounce over it the could, wall. It, it yeah. could have bounced over the wall. I don't know. I'm saying. Where he caught it, it looks like it might have maybe just hit and dropped down. But, I, I mean, Kyle regardless, Hendricks, great play. Kyle Hendricks continues to have those first inning blues, and he just looked off of the first couple innings. But then all of a sudden he was able to turn it around and, and just shut them down. And that was huge. They needed him to really – you know, he needed something out of Hendricks, and it didn't look from the beginning of the game like you were going to get it. No, and, he looked like shit at the beginning. Gives gives up a – a big dong, you know, they take the lead at that point, I think. Um, right, so yeah. Was it the first pitch of the game? Uh, was it the first pitch? Yeah, first pitch of the game, gone. Uh, or or uh, the first pitch of the bottom of the first. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, of his game. Uh, that's right. I had taken a little I, – I was feeling – you know, because the game was at 3 o'clock, which normally they're at 1 o'clock or whatever for a Sunday, uh, you know, that we haven't had one of these later 3 o'clock Sunday starts. So I'm like Pavlovian in my Sunday baseball maps. So at, at I could I didn't even make it to game time. Like right around 2.30, I started getting tired. And that, that would normally be about the fourth where you take your baseball nap, <laughs> innings four through six, you know, you miss the Zaidman fifth. And then you and then you wake back up, but I I I do recall that I did wake up just as soon as that home run was hit. Um, that was rough. Uh, yeah, he didn't look great, but he got through. He muscled through 101 pitches, and and then the bullpen was great again. And uh, Dirty Craig, except for that one very loud out, so he was filthy <laughs> and two strikeouts and yeah and made well, it happen. The the Hendricks thing, you know, I'm listening to Pat and Ron, and they're talking about him coming out in the seventh and what that means and everything. Well, I think what it means is that the fucking bullpen is destroyed. And if you can get one more out out of uh, Hendricks, you try to do it. I 
I mean, I have no doubt at all. If that was game one of this series, I don't think Hendricks comes out for that seventh inning. He may not even finish Come the, out sixth. In the third. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But they had to have him today eat up some innings, and that's where you're feeling, you know, all this bullpen work that happened prior to this game. Well, you know, so what I wanted to talk about earlier, you know, we looked at the series and Gaussman in particular, who's had, a, you know, an unbelievable start. But one of the things that they've really been talking about, especially within this last week, is MLB cracking down on foreign substances on baseballs. And what did they say? Ten games, so basically a two-start suspension if they catch you. And so what I'm taking a look at is that uh, who's the big money guy from New York? Uh, he was with uh, – Pittsburgh, and then he went to Houston, and then he signed with New York. Garrett Cole. Garrett Garrett Cole Cole the other day really, really, like, you know, when MLB made their big announcement, like, he got lit up for, like, five runs, right? And he's somebody that's always been, like, people were like, whoa, look at what happened to him in Houston. Look at what he did. He parlayed that into a big contract. A lot of pitchers have gone to Houston and become really good. Right. Uh, Justin Berlander resurrection. Uh and when he was getting killed out in Detroit. Well, and, and see, this, all this reminds me of the steroid era where, well, he's just hitting the weight room extra harder. Well, he's just yeah, eating exactly. food. It's like, no, this doesn't sound right. And so now yeah, yeah, it's all pitch lab is the new steroids, right? Yeah. Uh, when no, I'm looking pitch- at it, and today they were asking about um, the one who really brought it up in the first place, the one that uh, Len Casper was in love with. Uh, what's his name? Uh with L.A. now, who parlayed into a big contract. Oh, uh, you're talking about Trevor Bauer. Bauer, today, they were looking at, you know, obviously you can check during the game at StatCast and all this stuff and see what they're doing. His his rotation on his pitches was way down. Mm-hmm. And, so, you know, people were asking questions like, are you going to be the pitcher that the Dodgers paid for, or is this something new? Gaussman was another one that now all of a sudden I'm hypersensitive, and I don't know if anyone else is looking at it. He kept grabbing his hat three times. I don't know who does that. You know, maybe, you know, was his hat too tight for him? I don't know. I'm just telling you that this guy is now all of a sudden this great pitcher, but every time I see him, he's always doing something. And so, you know, it's weird because remember that the, the, that, that Cardinals reliever, Joe West grabbed his hat and then they, they, and they even talked about it with uh, Dirty Craig, you know, that, that that they were, that, that uh, his hat was checked out by Joe West. But it's one of those things now where, I'm very curious as to how this is all going to play out. But I think it's going to be a big deal, and I, I think it's going to affect some pitchers more than others. And Gossman yeah. is one that I was like – I know that, like, uh, Mike Schilt, the manager of the Cardinals, was like, oh, no, no, you know, this is baseball's dirty secret. We shouldn't be doing this. And he was freaking out when his uh, reliever got caught. Like, if you're David Ross and you see Gossman grabbing at the hat yeah. between every pitch – do you say something, or you don't want to be that guy? You don't want to, you know, stitches get stitches. I don't know. Well, well uh, or, or you're doing it too, and you don't want to call attention to any of it because uh, that's how we've got such a great bullpen because they figured out some little <laughs> – they got some super glue underneath their fingernails or whatever they're doing, you know, and that's how it's getting done. I mean, Dirty yeah. Craig's hat was different. They're using sunscreen. They're using all sorts of stuff, they, some tacky, some some substances tacky, another pine tar, of course, you know. You know, they, they got all of it going. I mean, you know – 
and sometimes it's the catcher. Look at Yadier Molina's chest protector. He's the one that's putting it, the sticky stuff on the ball, throwing it back to the pitcher. You go check on the pitcher all you want. It's the catcher that's that's doctoring it. <laughs> you yeah. know, it happens always. And uh, but yeah, I agree. They're gonna if they're cracking down on it, you're gonna see some differences. Steve Stone was on the radio the other day talking about it, and he he said that dudes are getting like 10% more rotations on their baseballs. So that's creating all sorts of movement. Uh, I listened to the radio almost exclusively for Cubs games, and Coom Dog has been like, what is that pitch? Like every time a guy spikes one eight feet in front of home plate or something, he's like, he's like that shouldn't happen. That's not good for the game. That is garbage. And he's calling it out, so... You know, well, that's the thing. All the it's I, I don't want to say all of them, but a lot of the announcers are calling it out. And I think it's because the rule is supposed to be there. You know, there's nothing worse than saying, here's a rule and then fucking ignoring it completely. Right. Uh, I actually listened to Cubs Talk podcast the other day with Joe West on there, and he talked about how he went out and asked the guy to change his hat before the game so that he didn't have to throw him out of the game. And they were talking to him about it. He's like, yeah, one day I let the guy do it and just didn't worry about it. And then the fucking other, the visiting team made me go do it, and we had to throw him out of that game. I think that might have been the Cardinals. I'm not sure. Not sure which game he was talking about. But, yeah. So the White Sox would have been La Russa because that was the Cardinals versus the White Sox. But here's Joe West, the venerable Joe West, knows that this is happening and all he's in sort of doing something about it, like telling him you got to change your hat. He did the same thing to Craig Kimbrell, told him he had to change his hat. And that is, is that good? You know what I mean? Like if, if you're just going out there like, oh, well, I got caught, but I didn't get in trouble. You know, like I got caught. They just told me to change my hat out, you know? I don't know. It's crackdown coming. It's a mess. I saw another, some pitcher the other day had some, a red glove and was really digging in his glove for something. All right. But yeah, I don't know what's going on now. And Danny, I, we're having some trouble with you, I think. So some other news, we've talked about Corey Abbott being called up. Uh, Brad Wick was optioned. Uh, Abbott was their 15th best prospect, starter, changes speed and locates. He's been doing really good in the minors, getting a lot of Ks. So that's been exciting. And so we, we got to see a little bit of Corey Abbott. And so hopefully, like, you know, the Cubs have been calling everyone they've called up. You know what I mean? I know Justin Steele has threw a bullpen, I think, in San Francisco. You know, he was doing great, so it's just a lot of questions. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, um, you know, and, and this has been the big knock on the Theo era was just no pitching. And now that he's gone, it really does seem like they had guys in the, you know, in the hopper, which honestly only makes it that much worse that they didn't try to fucking bolster this team prior to this. You know what I mean? Right, like keeping you Darvish. <laughs> like keeping you Darvish. Like, can you imagine? Because none of these guys, we, we didn't get anybody in the trades. It's You know, Davies is not good. We would have, Davies would be out and Darvish would be in. And then you'd be able to sprinkle in a Cole Stewart 
and a Corey Abbott and, uh, you know, Justin Steele when he was coming and, you know, before he was hurt. Uh, all these guys that are actually Nance that are looking good. Right. Like this, it, it's amazing how badly that fucking front office screwed this team in the offseason. And now that Jason Hayward is back, I mean, unfor- I mean, basically you're going to have to find playing time for him. You're not paying a guy $24 million, and I know people were upset about it earlier. <laughs> you're not going to sit with a guy with a bench that's making $24 million. That's That's really hard for anybody to gather. Uh, but he's hit 177, 246, 331 uh, for a 577 OPPS. But the Cubs are 18 and 22 in games that Hayward plays. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. You know, yeah. I mean, he has played most of the games up to this point. But yeah, they went on a tear as soon as he was out. Right, Nick Martini was DFA'd, so they hope uh, that he slips through waivers, but they also hope the same thing with Tyson Miller, who is a pitcher that they really had some high hopes on, um, but he was claimed by the Rangers, so that's it for uh, as far as Tyson Miller is concerned. But the Cubs did claim Dakota Chambers from the Twins, a uh, big prospect from them, but you know you worry a little bit about his walk rate. Right. Yeah. Now, it's all of this stuff is is very, I don't know. I guess it, it, I'm still stuck on the whole what we didn't do in the off season. It's very frustrating. And it's been that story the last few years. It's been as fr- you know that frustratingness of not adding during a window of contention. When we were the 2019 season is the one that you look at the Daniel Descalso Brad Brock off season where you're like, wait, what? We did what? We got we got a mediocre reliever and we got. A bench bat and, and, and nothing more, and then you come into 2020 and and you do nothing, and then all of a sudden you get to 2021 and you get rid of your best pitcher. Never is that a really good formula for a team that let's get rid of our number one pitcher, the runner up to the Cy Young. Yeah, yeah, and little Yumper in here. Funny thing is, the Cubs' biggest need right now is an ace and a backup catcher, and they <laughs> traded them both for fucking uh, Zach Davies. You know, magic beans. No, oh, it's yeah. it's so it, it is so frustrating. Um, I don't hate Higgins, but he's he's not a game changer, and he's not ready for prime time. He needs a little more uh, work, and 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 that's kind of the issue. It would have been fine if he had to come up for like five starts while somebody was injured or something, and then go back down that type of thing and get him some seasoning. But yeah, just having him up here all the time is not good. The other big, big story that broke that is actually, quote, not a story, was Ben Zobris' World Series ring. So I am somebody that is very much into memorabilia. And so this tweet came out uh, from Heritage Auctions. This is not like, I don't know, like Katy Berry's wet booty hole or whatever that, that was. This is something. This is, <laughs> this is a legit auction site, high-end auction site that said that Ben Zobris ring was going uh, up for auction. And we were all, everyone was like, what the hell? And then they said that he was keeping his Kansas City ring and all that shit. And you're just like, wait, what is happening? How is it? And so, like, there's a lot of confusion and a lot of question, like, who said they were going to put it up on the auction site? Was it Ben himself? Was it an agent? How, like, you don't make that kind of mistake. You don't blare like, we're not going to sit there and tell you we have KB coming on our show unless we're about 100% certain we got KB coming on the show. 
So is it Juliana Zobrist fucking like still sitting in the house and she, she realizes, oh, he left his ring in the safe. You know, and that's the question. So it's it's like Heritage wouldn't jump the gun if they didn't have something that they truly believed. Either 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 they got totally played by somebody, they got catfished, or or somebody's not telling the truth here, and I can't tell which is which. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download it at the iOS store today. Uh, create a profile, link your Twitter, and uh, you know join us. Join the baseball group, join the Cubs group, and follow at Sunranto Show. And uh, you can hear us every single Tuesday at 6 p.m. Have a conversation that you can join into. We talk about different things, about baseball, about the Cubs, whatever we're thinking about. So uh, come on. Do it. Locker room app. Get it done, iOS users. And uh, we'll see you this Tuesday at 6 p.m. Yeah. I don't know. The, everybody blamed Juliana as soon as it happened. Everybody's like, oh, they're going to make it. It's in the divorce. They're going to they're gonna make him sell it. And it's and now she's going to get half the money from the ring. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a mystery. It's a total mystery. I don't know if you put this up, but the, the picture of Ben Zobrist, Paul Sullivan tweeted out, in case anybody still has doubts, Ben Zobrist has shown off his 2016 World Series ring today. And yeah, a he just wants everybody smiling. to know it's the real deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just such a strange, strange story. I'll um, tell you so something. Well, the most bizarre thing for me, the most bizarre thing uh, was the idea that people were like, let's start a GoFundMe for Ben Zobrist. I'm like, the guy made eighty million in his career. You, why are we giving <laughs> yeah. him money? Oh my god! Uh, I, I think it was. I didn't wouldn't want to do a GoFundMe necessarily for him, but I thought it would be funny if Cub fans bought it and gave it to him. Why? For fun. Why give it, it to him? Just, right. Why can't we just all each have a week with it? There's what you know. <laughs> because <laughs> Crawley, we don't know what we don't want to know what happens in your yeah. week with it. Yeah, I certainly don't want it. It's a big ring. I certainly don't want to go after you. That's some sloppy second shit right there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, how much was, was it being offered? Like, did it, was there any sort of a price put on it? No, at all? I they just, just basically it was. So there was some confusion too because I and I heard this too, and and I, I forgot it didn't apply to players. So if you were a Cubs employee, the Cubs have the right to buy the ring back first. That doesn't apply to players or coaches. And so at first I was like, well, wait a sec. Can they even do that? Because my understanding is that the Cubs gave more rings out than any other team ever had previously, like to employees, uh, all sorts of uh, different things. And so, uh, you know, you're taking a look at that, and I'm trying not to look at the the comment and laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Knuckle deep, Crawley. Knuckle deep. <laughs> but, but in all honesty, man, it's 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 uh, they that the, the players, if they want, could sell their ring, and so they made a big deal that this was going to be the first ring Cubs ring auctioned off. And I don't even know what, what it would go for. Is it no possible? Clue. Is it possible that Juliana has her own ring? I mean, she bought it on eBay for twenty bucks. No, no, no. But she's. She's yeah. part of the family. They gave she out sang, a shit ton she, of rings. She sang the anthem, and Mesmer got one, and and uh, so did uh, uh, John Mesmer, Vincent. Mesmer and Vincent are employees. Juliana right. was not. 
She's not an employee, but lots of people got rings that you were surprised got rings, right? The people that like, got rings, for the most part, were employees. And Juliana wasn't. So I know for a fact she didn't get all. I'm just saying, you don't know that she didn't get some kind of ring. It may not have been the best one. It could have been one of those second or third tier rings. But it's possible that she could have maybe had one. And wanted to auction it, and the auction site thinking it's Ben's sort of thing. I'm just saying, there are possibilities out there yeah. that there's a ring that she can't sell, but might try to, or somebody else has and is trying to pass it off as the Ben Zobris ring. Hmm. Yeah, well, somebody said it was supposed to be that the Heritage Auctions got it from that Ben had already sold the ring is what the people had said. He had already sold it to, to a collector and that collector is the one that was putting it up. So that's what uh, was reported. And apparently uh, maybe Ben Zobrist is a collector of Ben Zobrist rings. <laughs> it, <laughs> there is evidence be, for it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there's, there were enough rings out there, enough ways to get rings for different things. I think, like what you said, Crowley, somebody could have gotten catfish, and 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 I probably shouldn't be fucking blaming Juliana for all of it, but yeah, why not? Anybody, we blame her for everything else. <laughs> anybody could have anybody could have gotten a hold of this and maybe passed it off to a point, and a and a social media person jumped the gun on it. You know, and I was shooting on myself, so uh, don't shoot on me. me. I haven't heard that oh, one for a while. That's what happened with her uh, her week with the ring. Yeah, she shouldn't on herself. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, th- another kind of side story is that, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but it's really exciting. And uh, full capacity. Cubs are going full capacity. Uh, my Thai guy was right. He's the one that told me it was happening. And uh, he's like, hey, for, it's for, if, what I'm hearing, that's what I'm hearing, he said. And, uh, he, <laughs> Don't you he love was, when – when my tie guy is way is what I'm hearing. It's on the it's on the streets. Yeah, like, I don't know. It says what people are saying. Telling me I'm asking questions. They're telling me things. That's all I'm saying. He's and like, then when he's right, you're like, wait, who the fuck's my tie guy hanging out with? Like, <laughs> oh, you. I heard a story the other day, but I can't share it on the show. But um, the uh, I, I the tickets went on sale. They had tried to sell. Tickets. There was a, a first. There was a sale for season ticket holders to get their hands on the first d- dibs on tickets. Then they had a pre-sale for people. That was pretty much everybody else that had signed up the whole time to be to try to get tickets in the pods. The those people were pretty much next. I got three emails telling me, "Congratulations, you get to choose at at noon." Then it went on sale for everybody else. At two o'clock, and that's when the fun really began, and the website crashed, and nothing could happen. But um, you know, I had a bit of a ticket rant yesterday. Here's what happens, All right? And I'll, I'll preface it by saying this: my, I only was going to buy one game. It's for s- this next Saturday against the Marlins on the nineteenth, or no, two Saturdays from now, the nineteenth, and my cousin is in town. And my mom needs specific seats. She can't do a lot of stairs up and down during the game. So where we like to sit is you come in by the firehouse. You go right up the elevator. You're in Crawley land over there in left field. You go, you walk right out that ramp. And if you're in 304, 305, 306 right there, 
t- heading towards the corner, you get in the tenth row, and then you go right down one step, and uh, that's where we like to sit because that's the easiest for her. And she's now she's not in a wheelchair, so she doesn't need the handicap accessible seats. We could sit in the in the in the bowl anywhere, or you know, so it's not an issue, except for during COVID in the pods. And you can never do this for the Cubs before. You could choose the individual seats that you want to buy. So I want an aisle seat. I have bladder issues. I'm really fat and can't be in the middle of the row. Or whatever <laughs> your reason is, you could, during COVID pods, choose your seats. But for the Cubs, this whole time, it's always been best available. Well, best available isn't necessarily the best for your specific needs. You know, and so I was pretty frustrated because they had the technology in place and they took it away from us. And it's really frustrating uh, that they would do that. Uh, you know, I and I know why they do it because they don't want you to know how many season ticket holders there are. They don't want you to know what their availability is, so they can basically create false demand and release the tickets how they want. They keep the corners ready for group tickets and things like that. So they don't want you buying those and you know, all that stuff that they do all these shenanigans, but it's really frustrating to not be able to pick your own seat, especially at Wrigley field. And especially when you can do it on StubHub, which now I am the proud owner of six tickets in the 10th row in the left field corner. Thank you, StubHub. And might I add that I paid less on StubHub with the fees than the Cubs were selling them for, which was $82, $84 out the $86, I believe, out the door for a seat in the left field corner upper deck, I wow. might add, against the freaking Marlins. So that's ridiculous. <laughs> and most of that is fees. And, um, and, and Crawley, I know you want to talk a little bit about those fees because I saw you were pretty pissed off about it too. But the Cubs <laughs> had to tweet out at at the game, or, or you know, after uh, I don't know when this was, sometime on Saturday afternoon, due to incredibly high demand and technical difficulties, today's on sale has been postponed. We are working to resolve the issue, and it will resume Monday at 10 a.m. Central Daylight Time. We apologize for the inconvenience and look forward to welcoming fans full ballpark, full ballpark on June 11th. But they've upped those fees six dollars. Per ticket fee, how many did you said you paid a hundred dollars in ticket fees the other day? So You're not my, supposed my, to remember that, Danny. It's been two years. You're supposed to have forgotten what the old fees were. Yeah. So my brother is coming in uh, for a couple of weeks. He lives in Colorado, and with COVID, his job has moved pretty much to full remote. And so he's going to come with my niece and nephew and and spend a couple of weeks with us here in, in Wisconsin and Illinois, kind of jumping around. And so my nephew has been to Cubs games at Coors, but he's never been to Wrigley Field. So obviously this is a big deal as his uncle, et cetera, that I'm going to take him. He's five years old. Uh, and here's so I said, I'm going to buy five tickets. I want to be in decent seats. You know what I mean? I don't want him in nosebleeds for his first game. I want it to be kind of special. So we found some seats kind of along the third baseline, right by left field. So I want to say here, I'll, take, I'll put this up here. So I take a look and I get five tickets. I want to say in like section 105 or 106. The ticket price was $108 per ticket. Oh, my okay? God. The subtotal was $190. Uh, 
There's a 12%, and I know this is the city of Chicago, so I'm not going to blame the Cubs on this. The city and amusement tax, 12%. So I paid $70 in fees from the city and county amusement tax. But this is the one that I've circled that I'm trying to figure out. And maybe someone on here, Stanley was on here before, someone maybe could figure this shit out for me. What does this mean? Per ticket fee, including fee tax. Yeah, $6. Well, $5.75. But you just paid nearly $30. For how many tickets is this? Five? Six? Five. So what does that mean, though? Per, per ticket fee, including fee tax. What does that mean? Somebody, somebody I'm just it's trying the, to figure that out. The, it's the ream you up the butt fee is what it okay. is. It, I, okay, I'm, I'm going to guess. The per ticket fee is just your what other places call the uh, convenience fee, right? They only give oh, you yeah. one choice, and then they're like, that's convenient. So we're going to charge you for it. And then so, they're telling you there's a tax on that. So <laughs> so they're trying to say, so if you were to ask them, what is the per ticket fee? They would tell you, oh, it's only $5. And you're like, but why do I pay five seventy five? They're going to go, oh, that's because there's 75 cents of tax on that ticket fee. So, so that's then the what ticket, the including but the ticket price then is not actually one hundred and eighteen dollars. The ticket then would be one hundred and twenty three dollars plus a seventy five cent tax. But they're also taxing the other thing. They're putting a tax on the tax on the tax. Yeah, dude, it's the most annoying thing ever. And I don't know. Did uh, I believe Ticketmaster came up with this way back when? Just yeah. adding a fucking fee on and not telling you what the fee was like and then i got then i got an order processing fee which is 450 so let me ask you this what gets processed okay what gets processed basically i click a button and it shows up in my phone nobody did anything there is no work involved <laughs> and that should have been covered by your per ticket fee yeah <laughs> there's a fucking fee on all this no, so so what is you're saying? One hundred and twenty three dollars and seventy five cents plus four fifty. It's if you break that out into the six tickets or whatever, though, it's like fifty cents a ticket, you know. And then so that puts you at one hundred and twenty four dollars and twenty five cents. Just fucking tell us the price and keep all your other shit to yourself because otherwise, when you start breaking it out like this. This is what my, makes my head fucking explode. It's yeah, not yeah. the $125 that I paid for the ticket. It's the 118 I thought I was going to pay, right? And then, we're, I mean, we're talking less than 10% of what that ticket would have cost <laughs> is being charged on top. But that's the fucking part that's making us crazy. Yeah. We're crazy over crazy, the fucking $8. What's making me more crazy than anything is here I am. This is a family tradition. Like it's a big deal when like your child goes to, for, especially for my family. Like we have pictures going way back. This is their first game. You know, everyone, we got the same sign that we've kept for years. Like this is supposed to be like a big, important deal. And I'm fortunate enough that we're able to pull this off. But you want to know why, why baseball's losing interest? You want to know why fans aren't going to ball games anymore? And I know the Cubs are unique in where they are in their ballpark and stuff like that. But it's for five people. Before I've even walked into the gate, before I've even had a hot dog, before I even bought the kid a souvenir, we've spent seven hundred dollars. So that's a, that's a that's a ticket to a, a really nice place. Like that, you could fly 
and get a couple nights of in a in a hotel in in Puerto Vallarta for the weekend. You know, for the same price. Honestly, you could you yeah. could fly down there for like four hundred bucks and get a hundred dollar a night place down there and have a great time. You know what well, I mean? It, and yeah. have hundred dollars to go spend at dinner and and run around. I mean, no, it is way too much money. There is, and that's a, what a Saturday game. Saturday, yeah. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, game. Sunday you know, game. That's what. That's when the families can go. People aren't working, and you don't. People don't have a thousand bucks to to do that. You know that that's a, a just right a because it's going to be another. Amount. It's going to be another three hundred dollars for six people to eat and drink at the game. At the game, well, beers. Yeah, well, and, oh, and, and I want to I want to talk about the beer too because they did the same damn thing with the beer because well, it used to be you looked at the board and it said oh it's ten dollars and then it was ten dollars now it's ten dollars plus tax so they're like oh no the tax is added but it used to be included so they're saying the beer price didn't go up but it absolutely freaking did because I'm paying twelve I can't be fooled by this so then but can I finish my ticket story real quick because I really wasn't oh, yeah, yeah. quite done so then I'm like. So I'm like, all right, I can't get the tickets I want from the Cubs. So I'll call them because you call the Cubs, 1-800-THE-CUBS, and there's Pat Hughes sitting there being like, if you want to buy tickets, press 1. So I press 1, and I waited on hold for an hour and 17 minutes. You know, which is not a big deal. They're playing 70s hits, you know, and coming in every now and again. Thank you for holding. We'll be right with you. An hour and 17 minutes later, a guy answers it in a, in a very foreign accent. I don't think he was in this country. Uh, you know, I, I, and, and I know he doesn't exclusively work for the Cubs because what he said is, I don't sell any tickets. I don't sell tickets. I'm like, well, what do you, what do, you do? He's like, I help people buy tickets online. And I'm like, well, okay, that's weird, but let's, <laughs> you know. I mean, so wait, wait, hold on, hold on. That's, I mean, I don't know where you're at, but where I'm at, that's selling me a ticket. Like, yeah, you well, know, parse it however you want. Put I your said, fee included tax fee. I said <laughs> I would like, yeah, that's who's getting paid for the order processing. That 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 money's going straight to that guy. Anyway. I say, I say to the guy, I'm like, like I'm trying to buy very specific seats. He goes, use the seat map. <laughs> and I go, there isn't a seat map. That's why I'm calling you. And he's like, hold on a second. And he goes on, I don't know, the Cubs website probably, <laughs> and goes, oh, you're right. It's best available. Just choose best available. And then if you don't like those tickets, then – Throw them away and get it again. Now, little does he know about the virtual waiting room, which so, is like so basically if I'm throwing tickets after tickets away in the v- virtual waiting room. I keep going back into the waiting room. That's how the the server crashed. Yeah. So this guy, you know I mean? like, it was all my fault. Basically, for- this guy's basically taking the place of your grandmother's grandson, right? Grandmother calls their grandson and says, "I can't buy my tickets." Yeah. And the grandson's like, well, let me help you. That's what that dude is doing, basically. He's a surrogate grandson. I am very, I am very, yeah, I didn't hear that part, Danny. I talked to you that day. I knew you were frustrated. I didn't hear about that. And that is interesting because it used to be that the, the employees were Cubs employees that were, that you would call up. So you would be talking to Cubs employees. Now, what it sounds like you're saying is that, 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 that is now an outsourced job. 
sounds Tell like me. it because that guy didn't know the rules and it sounded like he might be working for other ticket situations where you are the you know oh now i'm doing the luke bryan concert now i'm doing the the uh, lady gaga show and now i'm doing a monster truck rally and now i'm doing the cubs and you know and that's yeah no i agree and so that might have been part of the giant purge, the saving of the money. Uh, Josh D writes in typical rickets. Yes, it is. And, um, you know, and the other part of that, Crawley, that makes also. So what did I think What's the first thing I did living by Wrigley Fields when I could not get the tickets I wanted online? I got Walk on my bike. Yeah, no, <laughs> I walked and I rode my bike down to the ticket office, which, according to Google, was open. So I go down there and it was open. Three windows were open that all said tours. So they're selling tours, but they're not selling tickets. And I said to the guy, like, what do you mean you're not selling tickets? You're selling only tours? He's like, he's like, yeah, I don't know when we're going to be selling tickets out of here. And I'm like, well, the tickets went on sale today. And, you know, it, you're not going to sell them out of your ticket office booth? Like, <laughs> this is the ticket booth. <laughs> it says tickets. You're like, like I'm looking at the sign. Yeah. I have a 12th grade fucking education. It says tickets. <laughs> so they're not, they were on the day tickets went on sale. They weren't selling them at Wrigley field at the ticket office, which that is another place that you could go and say, I need the 10th row in section 305 or 304 or something like that. And they would find it. The, the only now they just want to give you best available. So now you're just stuck with StubHub, which is the dumbest thing. And th but then, like, you know how it is. Season ticket holders, they pay a little less for the tickets. Everything's on a sliding scale. Like, you know, that's already set in stone what you paid at the beginning of the year. The Cubs, they change their prices all the time. And so they're maximizing their profits at, at all times. Even the Brewers tickets that we bought the other day for the tailgate, even those, that guy told me, goes, you're getting these at the best possible price. We got them for 27 bucks out the door. With like no, I think there was like a five dollar ordering processing fee on a hundred tickets, so there was no taxes. You know, this, that's why Milwaukee has, <laughs> doesn't have good public services, and Chicago uh, doesn't have good public services. But they got some rich politicians. Let me tell you that much. And then, um, so anyway, they're not selling tickets at Wrigley. I don't want to belabor the point. The Cubs are fucking this up. They really pissed me off. And it's like when you're gouging me. And pissing me off at the same time, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not buying any more tickets from the Cubs. I'll tell you that much. They're all coming through StubHub now. And I don't really – and and it was – people are like, but the StubHub fees. Well, we just showed you what the Cub the Hub fees are. At, at know, least you know what the fucking StubHub fees are going to be. Yeah. Yeah, this is a bait and switch. All of a sudden, you you're think you're spending $600. Then all of a sudden, you're spending seven. Like that's a, a oh here's an extra hundred dollars they won't miss it I'm like come on it's a hundred freaking bucks it's a lot of money yeah I get the email back and I'm I'm just looking at it and honestly most of the time I wouldn't but I was just kind of like oh yeah, yeah just looking I'm like oh okay because uh, my brother was like tell me how much I owe you know like one of those things so I'm like well I don't know how much the you know so I just take a look and I'm just like son of a bitch I'm like what is this and so here's the thing <laughs> they're I, like I, just pay all the fees and I think we're even. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. 
Well, why do you not sponsor the Sunranto Show? All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Sunranto, and for as little as a dollar a month, you will get the show early and ad-free. Plus, there are perks at every single level, like music and photography. You can get your name in the show. We'll even advertise for your business, if uh, you'd like, at uh, certain Patreon levels. So join us today patreon.com slash sunranto and also would you mind shopping through our affiliate links that would be great if you go to sunranto.com slash shopping if you uh, do stuff on if you order things through amazon or the mlb shop nfl nba zazzle lids mls reebok stuff you just click on our links and then after you do that we get a little bit of kickback from every sale that uh, that we we give. So please go to sunranto.com slash shopping and uh, do all your shopping through us. That'd be awesome because it doesn't cost you an extra dime, but it helps out the show. Okay? So um, uh, back to the show. The thing I noticed is, is when the Rick gets bought and this and that, like, what did Dave Kaplan say? Like, the Cubs used to be a major business run by like a mom and pop store or something. Remember when, when Kaplan yeah. said that he was on and now it's, it, it, it's a, it's, it's not like that. And and so it used to be, you had a lot of just different people that would work from the Cubs from all sorts of different varieties of life. Like I laugh, like half the sports writers at one time were like Barry Rosner and stuff like that. Or David Kaplan were like beer sales guys at like Wrigley. Like there's just like a weird variety of people that worked in different aspects of it and all this stuff. But now like since the Ricketts have bought it, this this reminds me very much of like you know you see it on TV shows of what like major corporations like they all look think sound come from the same background like nobody sits there and says well what about this it's all group think because they all have that same mentality at the top I'm talking at the at, at the higher at the manager mid manager type levels is that there are. There's, there's nobody who's sitting there like, well, what, you know, is this really like our fan? Is that fair to do to fans charge them a hundred bucks? Like you say that you're going to lose your job. You know what I mean? Or yeah. it, was, it goes down to the same thing I was pissed about when um, they were doing opening day tickets and I'm, I'm, I have to go, I've been there 20 years now and, and my friend was there 30 years and we have to wait behind somebody that had full season for, for two years. Two it's years. Like, just, just cause they probably had box seats or something like that in there they, or they paid yeah. more money. Because they right? bought twenty more, because they buy twenty more games a year. Even though yeah. I've bought hundreds of thousands more tickets um, yeah. over the years of my well, owning tickets. R- Robert Sanchez writes in. Uh, I was very reluctant to buy from the Cubs because I didn't want my money to go directly to them, but I figured they would be double on StubHub for a while. Um, I will say I paid less on StubHub, even with the fees. Than I did uh, on um, than than the Cubs would have charged me. I bought two sets in like one section over, so it is a little bit for, further to the corner for uh, seventy dollars. And the Cubs wanted eighty one or something like that for those ones, and then uh, eighty six for the other ones. And I paid eighty for the, for the set of four. Josh Diaz, did the Cubs sell some of their tickets to Subhub? Could there be a deal between them? And the answer is yes. There is a deal between MLB and the Cubs. And if Danny got a good deal, the Cubs still got theirs. Whoever whoever took the bath on those tickets were probably the season ticket holders who were just like, I just need to get rid of this pair, you know, or however many, you know. And there's yeah. and there's other ones too, and we, and we, 
you know, we don't really advertise for any of these guys. We don't have a, an ad or anything. We do. I, I do want to mention that we do have a link, though, that you can use for StubHub. So I'll, I'll drop that in the chat. I just made it because I've been uh, it's it, and I just made this page on our website, sunranto.com forward slash StubHub. If you click our uh, link there, if you're buying tickets from them anyway, click on our link first. And I and, and we get like a dollar every time you buy a ticket. But hey, if enough tickets get sold through them, uh, maybe we can buy our own tickets. <laughs> And afford the uh, the fourteen dollar beers and the and the six dollar up your ass fee that the coaches are, are charging us. So it would help us too if you if you use that because we do spend all the money on tickets and beer, and that's one way we can get a little bit of extra coming through. Um, yeah, and there's other ones too. Seat Geek, there have different fees. Uh, Tick Pick, people have been talking about. We don't have deals with those guys, so but uh, be, uh, be be careful with Tick Pick. Oh yeah, be careful with that one. Okay, no, uh, because I mean, you say you want to tick pick, and you just start getting really nasty. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's it's dangerous. But my advice is that StubHub. I mean, given what the Cubs, what I saw when I clicked around in the the site before it all crashed, uh, when I was clicking around. Those were some expensive tickets. The Cubs are char- are gouging like a motherfucker right now, and it is n- it's not pretty out there. I mean, you saw 118, 118 for third baseline terrace reserve. You're, are you in the one hundreds or two hundreds there? The one hundreds. Okay, one hundreds. Still though, that's not that's that's still one section it's a back. A lot of fucking money for you know four hours on a Sunday. Yeah, you know. So it's it's tough. Another bike spoke says Craigslist. I agree with that. I used to sell. Um, my friend used to have. Uh, we used to share kind of a, ble- a bleacher ticket, a couple bleacher tickets, and then um, we used to uh, use those. Uh, and we, StubHub was uh, or uh, Craigslist was the best because half the time, you know, crawl. You're the same way. You're like, I'll, I'll charge you face, but don't ever ask for underface. And that's what we would do on those. Uh, Craigslist deals, you know, people was all very because then you're not paying fees. Come and go. I throw that thing on StubHub for forty bucks or whatever it cost me. Now you got to pay for me to get forty. I got to charge you fifty two, and then you got to pay sixty five. And we could just do the forty, and and so that's nice. You got to be able to trust people though on Craigslist, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, now. It's well, all electronic. Isn't it harder? And- I was just going to say it's harder now because of the electronic bullshit. Yeah. It's not like um, they can hand you. Carrie says she's had good experiences with Vivid Seats. There's a lot of them. But, of course, I, I would prefer if you use our stuff public, um, even though, I mean, fuck those guys and their fees. But at least we'd be getting a little something. <laughs> I, I would say that, you know, um, it, it's as a season ticket holder, you have like a address book. And you can forward your tickets that way. You just got to be able to trust somebody that they're going to give you the cash and vice versa. So, you know, I don't deal with it that much, but I know people are like, yeah, give me the cash or give me half. I'll give you one ticket. You know, it's however yeah. you do it. It's not yeah. hard to, it's not hard to do it, but uh, it, 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 it involves a little bit of trust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Artie Boucher writes in, does that link work for all teams? Yeah, it looks for, works for concerts, works for whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Anything you're buying on StubHub. Whatever's on StubHub. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever's on StubHub you can buy. Um, and you know, I, I hate to do, do, to, uh, do an ad for them because you know but i do actually use stubhub constantly i find it to be better and i really do think that with all the fees and shit you'll be better off going to stubhub especially if you're unsure if you can if you can wait a little bit like 
you know, if, if you're not traveling in for the game or something, if you live in the area and just think you might want to go to a game, you know, wait, watch it. There's a lot of excitement out there right now. If everybody wants tickets in their hands and, you know, it's been a long time, but I don't think you need to chase it. It's still just a baseball game it, on a, in Chicago where the weather can really change the prices quick. Well, right, if, you, if, you, if you are in California right now, you may want to go to sunranto.com forward slash dub hub because the yeah. Cubs are playing the Padres for their next series. Yeah, and we just swept them. And we I don't even tell you what the weather is going to be like there because you know it's going to be good because it's San Diego. It's going to be <laughs> it's 72. The same every, it's 78. Yeah. Day. yeah, exactly. But the Cubs swept them at Wrigley. Uh, they beat them 7-2, to 4-3, to three, and 6-1. to one. Uh, they just split with the Mets. They lost today in San Diego. Uh, and they they lost the last two games. They lost both Saturday and Sunday. The Padres did. Uh, and remember when Tatis got hurt and then he didn't play? Well, he's fine. He's he's back. And remember when Fam got hurt and then he was taken out of the game? Well, he's fine. He's back at the game. I don't know about that Kim guy because I didn't see him in any of the box scores. But he was the backup for Tatis. But Tatis is back. Machado uh, is back. He I think didn't he miss a little bit too? He missed the game. What? Maybe not. Uh, but they're fine. They're they're not hurt. And um, I didn't real. I didn't look up the comparative stats because we just saw them four days ago. And I'm like, oh, somebody hit two more home runs. And you know, I'm not doing that. Yep. So uh, I can kind of generally say like what what's been uh, what their offense is that I told you last time. The offenses are kind of similar. You know, uh, except for the Padres have scored 24 more runs, uh, or they had at that time. But uh, the Cubs hit more homers. Padres walk more. The Cubs strike out a lot, and the Padres don't strike out much. Uh, and the Padres, they steal a lot of bases. They're first in stolen bases. Uh, and the Cubs had dropped to sixth uh, before the last Padres series. Um, Pitching-wise, they have one of the best starting rotations. In the majors, uh, we're going to see you, Darvish, this time. They have uh, the best bullpen in the majors. Uh, at least they did. Uh, the Cubs were right up there, too. At least we were <laughs> and until this weekend. And uh, the Cubs, they're still walking guys a lot. The Padres, they're about average. Uh, they strike out. Both the Cubs and the Padres' bullpen strike out everybody. They're one and two in Ks. And uh, the Cubs, they're still not giving up a lot of home runs out of their bullpen. Padres commit a lot of errors. They've got a high defensive efficiency ratio. And um, I don't know. that that That's kind of a rundown of the comparative stats. Uh, game one is going to be Adbert Alzali, uh, and he's going to go up against uh, Ryan Weathers. And Adbert, it, had his last it, start was against San Diego, and he beat him. Yeah. Is it weird that people w- were starting this, this uh, Alzadeh? thing because yeah, it's Alz it's Alzali. So is it Alzadai? Alzadai. <laughs> Alzadai. It's Alzadai. I don't know. I love the Alzadai except for the fact that it's not how it's you pronounce differently. Yeah. 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 It's so uh, his last start was against the Padres and he went five innings on June second, gave up uh, three hits and only one run, struck out seven. He did well. And uh, the Padres, they only saw him that one game. And um, 
they really didn't do much. They're not a single extra base hit out of uh, any of their players. Cronenworth, Kim, Machado all got hits, but that was that's all she wrote um, in that game. And then uh, Cubs are going up against uh, a lefty, so go KB. His name is uh, Ryan Weathers, and uh, he also pitched against Chicago and went five innings on June 1st where he gave up four earned runs and lost the game and uh, gave up two home runs. And those home runs were to Patrick Wisdom (laughs) and Wilson Contreras, because, of course, they were. Uh, Wilson had a really good game, had a double, had a homer off of him. Uh, Rizzo with a couple hits off of him. Sergio Alcantara had a couple hits and a double off of him. And I mentioned the the, uh, Wisdom home run. So, um we just saw this guy. We just saw this guy. Uh, Weathers, you know, the uh, that his last uh, time out there was against the Cubs. But he'll give you – they're stretching this guy out, I think. Uh, five was, 5.2 is the longest he's gone. So, it, But it's not like you knock him out and it helps you at all because <laughs> stupid bullpen's good. Do you, um, do you like when we see these teams back-to-back no. like this? No, I do not. I Yeah, I don't either. I mean, it's – so, but is this better or worse? Because we're on, this is the last time we'll see San Diego. Is it better or worse if you're only going to see them twice? Or how we had uh, the Brewers and the Pirates for the entire month of April? I mean, I, I wish that it was just spread out a little bit. Right. You know, that's I, I, I wish that they would, uh, you know, it's kind of nice when you, you catch team, the season is long kind of nice when you catch teams in different iterations you know i mean it might actually be a lucky break to catch san diego right now because you know they're not they cooled off a little bit you know they they were in first place they were hitting it hard and then they had won like 12 straight at home or something like that and then or nine i think nine straight and then uh, you know they cooled off with us and we swept them and you know now they just lost you know they split at home with the mets mets are a good team but you know, it, maybe it, you're kind of catching them at a good time. You know, I don't know. The thing that makes me nervous more than anything, and, and I've said this before, is is the ballparks. The West Coast ballparks, the whole huge. NL West is just a, is, is like a huge ballpark. Whether you're talking about Colorado or the Dodgers or San Diego, you saw it in San Francisco. Like sometimes the ball just gets past you and it just goes on for, for like it feels like a, like a football field. You know what I mean? Like it just, just keeps rolling. And so – when you are in a smaller ballpark like Wrigley, you can have Kyle Schwarber in left field. Not a huge deal if you have Chris Bryant playing center field. It's just not a big deal. But in these giant ballparks, outfield defense makes a big difference. Yeah. And you want speed out there. You want guys that are going to be able to get to balls too. I saw some people kind of complaining about the outfield defense in this last series with uh San Francisco and some of the complaint was about positioning that they didn't have the guys positioned right I don't know if I know enough about it to be able to say whether I thought they did or did it um I mean it doesn't but it doesn't help you when like balls are getting smacked off the wall and stuff like that when like Brandon Crawford is smacking balls off the wall like sometimes somebody hits it in the gap that's just baseball. baseball yeah Here's, so, here's, with, with defense, it comes to, you know, when you see a good defender, here's the thing. When you see Eric Sogard flipping and flopping like a fish in a boat, 
That's because he sucks, okay? Like all of those plays Nico Horner would have made on his feet and thrown it. And, yeah. and, and but, but like I said, some, in, in the outfield, like that's as small as Wrigley, you can hide some of those things. It's yeah. not as big a deal. But you're not going to be able to hide the fact that Chris Bryant is not a legit right fielder, like not a right. not, not an experienced right fielder, or that Ian Happ is a converted infielder playing center field. Those yeah. things are much harder to hide. In, in, in a larger ballpark. And you saw it today, Wayne Happ, uh, you know, it, it's just a bizarre, they're just bizarre, and, and you cannot get away with what you normally do at some of the smaller parks. What, well, what would you say? The, oh, I was just going to say, what would you say is our best defensive outfield? <laughs> it's, I mean, uh, you know, you, I, I, you would have to say defensively <laughs> you'd want to go – well, you answered Mar- Mar- my question. Mariznick, we- the Hayward, question- Mar- Mariznick, and uh, and KB. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna jump KB right, and, and that's a question of if Mariznick comes back. Mariznick would be a great guy to have in center field for this. No, year. I'm just I'm just saying if we had everything was like all good, what would our best defensive? I think that's what I would put out there. Yeah. And obviously, Marisnik center, Hayward right, and then it really like it's not a huge jump one way. I mean, you know, between Chris Bryant, I I think Chris Bryant's slightly better than Jock, but there was even one play I can't remember which game it was where all of a sudden it looked like the ball was going to sail past Jock, and he had to like run like for like you're like a, a really good fielder that doesn't happen to like that. Like where all of a sudden the ball just gets past him. Like it, I don't know if he lost in the lights or if it just took yeah. off on him, but. Great outfield defense. They, they just know off the sound of the bat where to be, when to be, and 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 they don't have to, like like I said, a lot of the plays that Schwarber made. Everyone's like, oh my god! It's like he made that because he took the wrong step. The first step was the wrong. <laughs> step, and now he's making up for it, and he has to try to dive and catch it, and this and that. Whereas like a really good fielder would literally catch that standing up on two feet. I mean, he's really? a freaking catcher. Yeah, really <laughs> you know? good outfielders aren't exciting. That's just the way it is. They're always yeah. there. They're, they're always, always where yeah. they're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, and it's not, it's somewhat positioning. It's somewhat just knowing where that ball is going. Yeah. Reading it off the bat. So uh, game, game, let's get into game two and uh, then we can get back into some of this stuff. But uh, Zach Davies, man, he wasn't great against uh, San, San Francisco. We already talked about it, but uh, he did not. He was one of the guys that didn't face the Padres. This year, uh, Victor Caratini's seen him the most from his days with the Cubs, I'm sure, and he doesn't do very well, although he's got a home run. Eric Hosmer has a home run and sees him pretty well as three for four. There's not a lot to see here, though. Um, you know, they, it seems like the Padres don't don't hit the slow stuff all that well. Um, and then we're going up against, I guess his name isn't Denilson, unfortunately. I know that you enjoyed that, Michael, what I said. But it's, it's Denelson. <laughs> which makes sense because the name Nelson is a name we we've heard before, but, but it's, so it's Denelson, not. Yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah. It's uh it's like a dinner for Nelson. Just all, yeah. all together. So we're, we faced Denelson Lamette uh, on June 2nd. And that's uh, the game. Also, I pitched in, we only got one run uh, and he only pitched four innings. And he got six strikeouts, uh, the 72 pitches. So he actually pitched pretty well against us. And uh, Jock Peterson seen him the most with his time with the Dodgers. Got two home runs off of him in 11 at-bats, so that's pretty cool. Um, and uh, really there's not much else going on. 
for Danny, the can you go back to Zach Davis to his line real quick? Sure. So Zach Davis is, again, who you got for you, Darvish, you know, and when you look at major league talent for major league talent. But what bothers you here is that this guy was supposed to be your number two starter. Now, again, yeah. he probably wouldn't be a number two starter on most teams. Zach Davis may be a three, potentially a four, if you're going to argue that. But take oh, a look at he, take a look he's, at, he's a number two starter, all right. <laughs> well, he you. potentially <laughs> became a number three starter as soon as they signed Arietta, right? But right. but you're but looking he, at a guy that has had 5.2 innings pitched, then 1.2, <laughs> then 4, then 4, then 3.2, then 4, then 7, then 5, then 5, then 5, then 5. So his two games that he pitched more than they got through the fifth inning were both against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the greatest team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's it's not it's not great. Uh, I mean, what can you say? It's it, he was supposed to be a number two, and now he's pitching like a number two. Um, you know, poop. And then, uh, well, the Cubs. Uh, did I already put a cup Cubs versus Lamette? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, Jock's got his couple dogs, and then game three, we already talked about Jake Arrieta and his awkward uh, barf barfable start. Uh, I mean, his. I don't know who is more sick, him or me, watching him pitch. Well, he's uh, he's pitched five point two innings. Over the last two games, yeah, and it didn't go well. He gave up eleven runs, <laughs> but hey, only eight were earned, so no biggie. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't it hasn't been good. I mean, it, it, all of May, it was out for a little bit because of uh, what he had a blister or some shit is caught on his hand. And ever since he kind of came back, it's been getting worse and worse and worse. Well, let's, look at, let's look at this again. Let's look at this again. Break it down for a second here. Look at his wins. He has a win against Pittsburgh, his first start. Win against Pittsburgh, his second start. Got He got pummeled by Brewers. He beat the Mets, and the Mets fired their pitching coach, I believe, after that Cubs series or very <laughs> short afterwards because they got embarrassed. Then he lost to Milwaukee. You know, the game was 6 nothing. Obviously, he didn't give up all six runs. But then Cincinnati, 8-6. He beats Detroit, which isn't the greatest team. You know, like they're like the, the AL version of the Pirates. Loses against Washington. Wasn't that bad, but gave up four earned runs. Beats Pittsburgh again. So out of his four wins, three of the – or five wins – Three of them are against Pittsburgh. One of them is against Detroit. And then he's gotten, you know, he's done nothing the last two games. It's been awful. It's, 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 it's not, you know, I know we were excited when the Cubs went and got Jake Arrieta. I wrote a little song. I accidentally broke the news. Uh, but the, the problem is, it's like, you know, we weren't, I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said earlier, Crawley. That he's always had these mechanical issues, and he's not one of those dudes like we saw John Lester the last couple of years who went out there and was able to be a little craftier. And it wasn't always pretty, but he could gut it, gut it out. I don't think Jake Arrieta is that well, guy. You know, and, and John Lester never made an excuse. John Lester never fucking once sat in a press conference afterwards and said, uh, I was sick or I had a hangnail or I had anything. John Lester would sit there and just look right at everybody and go, I have to be better. I'm not good. Even when it wasn't his fault, he's like, I have to be better. 
I like what uh, my old high school buddy Tim Phelan said, is that if you subtract starts Davies made against the Cubs, he's garbage. He's always pitched that way out of his talent level against the Cubs. So what <laughs> we do, we go out and get him. That, ladies and gentlemen, is why I don't play fantasy baseball because I get the first pick and I'll be like, I'm taking Billy Hamilton. Just because <laughs> he the Cubs. <laughs> Aristides Aquino. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then, so, of course, his team is called Cub Killers, and it's just full of people who suck everywhere else. I was kind of surprised that uh, the Padres have not actually seen Jake all that much. Tommy Pham's seen him the most, and he do, does well. He's 5 for 14 with the dong. Will Myers is 5 for 9 with the dong. He's batting 556 off of him. Uh, but only six Padres have really seen him too much. But it's not pretty. I mean, uh, it's only 46 at-bats. Total three guys take most of those at bats, but they're batting three forty eight. There's an OPS over a thousand. It's not. It's not pretty. And after what we've seen with Jake, I mean, it's uh, the bike spoke rights. And is Edwin Jackson available? Hey, couldn't get any worse. And you know, and I did want to bring up, you know, and that's when my internet was getting squirrely. You know, why are we going to stick with Jake Arietta as a starter? Or are you gonna or are you gonna give one of these new guys a chance? Are you gonna give Keegan Thompson? Are you gonna give Corey Abbott a shot? I mean, I mean, look at his numbers. He's like, you know, the the ERAs, you know, hasn't wasn't there at Iowa this year. Uh, he kind of had a rough start, but like he had forty one strikeouts and twenty five innings pitched. He's a starter. He started five games, so it's like. That's that's way better than what you're getting out of Jake Arrieta right now out of a out of a rookie. It makes you very nervous when everybody keeps saying, well, let's sit this guy, let's sit that guy. You can't sit your team that you, you, you paid for. <laughs> yeah, so you can't, yeah, you can't sit have, everyone. Right. You can't have a $20 million right fielder sitting in the bench. You can't have Jake Arietta sitting on – you can't well, bench everybody. Well, are you I trying mean, to win? Actually, Crawley, you totally can. You totally can do that. You will not be working next year. <laughs> But you yeah. can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, right. like Rossi can. Rossi is in there, and he can do whatever he wants. Uh, Jed could do whatever he wants. They are not going to because they are trying to make sure that they still have jobs next year. Yeah. Well, and of course we got to face you, uh, Darvish, in this game. So it's good. It's what a real slap in the face. You know what I mean? The only thing that could make it worse if it was Zach Davies versus you, Darvish, and it lined up that way. That oh would have been God. ugly. How, how? I mean, I know why they didn't do it. Like they're never going to do that. But fuck, you gotta. You want them to like? I don't know. Look out and just set sit Davies one day so you can move him. <laughs> just to make that matchup happen. So well, I, I got kind of good news about it. I mean, it, it hasn't gone great recently. Well, he had one bad game against Houston where he gave up five, four were earned. Um, but the strikeout numbers, except for two games where he struck out 10 versus Colorado and 12 versus San Francisco, he's got a couple nines and eights thrown in there. But the last two games, it's only been five uh, five strikeouts. And he's walking dudes. So he walked three against Houston. You know, that's not the U Darvish, but he's still really good because he's got 80 four strikeouts well, and 72 so, innings and only 17 walks. Right. Let's take a look at this. In the runs, he gave up four his first outing. But then he's given up one 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 two yeah. zero zero one four, which is the Houston start that you brought up, yeah. and then two. 
Yeah. So it's really good, but I'm saying that there is a four thrown in there. So it gives me a little bit of hope. I would love to, I would love to freaking pin the loss on his ass. I would love it because, it, you know, for obvious reasons, I mean, it, it, mostly because Cub fans are still huge fans of you, Darvish, even though he's in the Padres, because there's a bunch of traitorous Cub fans that actually root for the Padres because you're all a bunch of traitors. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. But if you look at what the Cubs have done against him, it is not good. No, (laughs) it is is bad. This is not good. Um, Zero home runs uh, off of him. Uh, Eric Sogard's got a couple doubles, but he's only batting 250. He's seen him the most. And then, actually, the Cubs have not seen him that much. Um, uh, So, Marisnik's seen him the second most, and he's not even going to be there probably. And um, everybody else is pretty much offers. I would got a honestly, hit. I would honestly be worried about a no hitter from Darvish, except for the fact that I know his fucking pitch count is always astronomical. Like he might go no hitter through seven, but he'll be at one hundred and ten pitches at that point, and you know they'll have to pull him. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm I'm curious. I I'm really sad we didn't get to see him when he came back through. Um, the Wrigley Field. We, we everybody missed is everybody's saying. Uh, oh, not everybody. It's just bike spoke. Fucking just spamming us. Check use hat in the first inning. <laughs> just, to, just to get in his head. Get in his head. Yeah, why not? So, and uh, the other thing I want to say about this is, uh, I'm I'm kind of taking a surprise trip to New York City on Tuesday. So there's Kelly's Sports Bar. And that's in the East Village. I, I believe it's on Avenue A and, like, First Street. It's so uh, nice of you to surprise New York City. Like, the yeah, hey, New York, I'm like, back. I'm back. It's Danny Rocket. It's, it's, a very, it's a very strange story that I'll maybe share some other time. We don't have time tonight. But um, I was involved in a, in a pretty infamous uh, trial, like, back in the 90s. So, uh, Okay. Yes, yeah, it's that, and they're doing a 25 year uh, anniversary. So, if you could think of the most infamous trial of uh, 25 years ago, you do a little sleuthing, you might figure out what what happened. Um, so, uh, I'll just leave it at that, just for fun, see if you guys can figure it out. But <laughs> anyway, they're interviewing me about that time, and it's and they're flying me out there, so it's kind of crazy. Like it's a little strange. So, I'm going to be out there, and so I'm going to go to Kelly's Sports Bar. I figure let's let's do the next show. Let's do it as a post-game show, and I'll watch the game there. And the next podcast we do, we're live from Kelly's, and I, and hopefully it won't be I, – I it shouldn't be too noisy in there at that point. Maybe maybe it'll work out. I'll bring my so, – uh, Okay, you want to do a post-game from Kelly's? Post-game are from you, Kelly's. Are you going to get uh, – is Uncle Mike going to be there? I'm going to try to get Uncle Mike out. Uncle Mike doesn't know I'm coming yet, so – Okay, well, I'm not. I'm not going to be there unless Uncle Mike's there. Fuck you. All man. right, I will try to get Uncle Mike <laughs> on the show, which means I got to bring two mics. So uh, anyway, that that should be fun. I'm going to be over there, even if we don't, if, even if the post game doesn't work out because it's too noisy or whatever it is. Uh, I'll be there. If you live in New York, come on, come on through, come on through. Robert Sanchez, son of Sam. No, no, no. Thank <laughs> God I would be dead. No, that's like that's seventies. I'm talking nineties. I'll give yeah. another hit. Boston. That's your second hit. Oh, well, hint. then it's Richard Ramirez in the Boston Strangler. It is not. Richard <laughs> Ramirez is not the Boston Strangler. Oh, yeah. I always, I always give Richard Rodriguez or something. I always Richard Ramirez pitches for somebody. That's uh, the Pirates. <laughs> I, think, and I always yeah. get fucking confused. 
<laughs> so so anyway, Kelly Sports Bar. That game's at three p.m. That's the old. All the other ones. Uh, that's three p.m. Central. All the other ones are at nine. Nine o'clock Central nine times. And I am Nine. also leaving, so I, I don't know if there's a good Colorado sports bar around, but I'm going to try to find one maybe. If there's a good Cubs sports bar, Michael, you'd be the one that uh, would probably well, know there. Or at least. <laughs> so there, there is actually maybe a block away from Coors Field, there is a Cubs sports bar. They, they've got right. uh, they've they've got Cubs. Uh, you know, neon signs right in their fucking window. Like, it's easy to find. It's across uh, the street from the place that I always went, which was, like, Deep Rock Brewery or some shit that I like their beer. But I would sit over there and look across the street and see the Cubs sign. Like, I really should go over there. But I never did. Uh, Guy Sirius thinks it's OJ. It was not the OJ trial. But we were actually <laughs> talking about this, that OJ was right before this. And OJ and that sensational trial really kind of like set the media stage for this next one. That uh, and it was pretty much the next one. So that's your next hint. Um, we talked so, about uh, this on the way back from Detroit. Yeah, I told you the whole story. It was it was it really sucked, and I you know I feel bad for everybody involved. And it's just weird that it's like coming up again for me. And um, you know, it's kind of one of those things that I. You know, maybe wish it didn't happen. I mean, I know I wish it didn't happen, but uh, it happened. And, and now you get to go relive it. Well, now I'm going to just hold myself out and just get there. I mean, <laughs> now it's just about me getting attention and a free flight to New York. Right, like, you're like, somebody's giving me something. I'm getting something out of this shit. Yeah, I'm getting something out of this. Board Sunrise will pay me. <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's, uh, let's take the temperature. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. <laughs> That's always funny to me. Uh, it really is. Yes. Too excited. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, I mean, we did just take some rectal. Te- we, get our temperature taken rectally. We get buying tickets was pretty rectal. <laughs> you know, full season sweep right here. We're doing it. Here's it going to be like full season sweep. Is it going to be like the Mets? And like we keep comparing this to the 2015 Cubs. Is it going to be like the Mets where we swept them the entire time, that we swept the Mets for the whole season, and then we faced them in the playoffs and got swept? Is it going to be like that? Yeah, that we just could. handle San Diego. Hmm. So how you feel? How you feel? No, about it, it could be because they're going to fucking like you know KB won't be on the team in the playoffs and. You know, we so, won't have uh, pitching, so. Cotton's calling the series sweep for the Cubs, the season sweep. I'm going to say the Cubs win one of three. I have a feeling they're going to win the Adbert Alzali start. The Davies, I'm, I'm, I just don't have a lot of faith in Zach anymore. And Jake, I don't know if he's throwing up or what he's doing or if he's got an owie or something. Uh, against you, Darvish, I got a feeling you's going you's gonna to bring out the good stuff. He's going to bring out Ephus pitch. I got the Cubs when I wanted to. Yeah, I I think that the Cubs, I really want them to take the third game. I actually don't really care 
if they look, I mean, I want them to win all three, obviously. I just really need them to win the third game against you, Darvish, and show up for that and shell the shit out of him. And then we've, and the next time that yeah, I'm sitting at Kelly's pub, I could just picture it right now. I'm sitting there and the other three Cub fans that are in there, you know, probably tops on a Wednesday afternoon in, on Avenue A, you know, that we're just going nuts, you know, making fun of you, Darvish, being like, ha ha, I'm so glad he's not on the Cubs anymore, all that stuff. And we just have a great time. Uh, you know, that's what I need to have. You, that's- Darvish. No hits through seven. He's at 110 pitches. They pull him. Cubs score seven runs in the final two innings. Love it. I'd rather light up you. I want to light the fuck out of him. So uh, just real quick announcements. Uh, Bleacher Bum Band, uh, on that, right after that 619 game I was talking about, where I'm trying to get tickets for everybody, uh, we're, we're going uh, right after the game. Uh, Bleacher Bum Band playing G-Man Tavern. The uh, I'm going to drop a link in the chat. You can buy tickets at the time. They're only dollars. Uh, you should, you should come. Uh, we, we are, you have to have a vaccination card. You must be vaccinated to get in. Then that is the only way we are at full capacity, which is, which is freaking awesome. So let's make it as full capacity ish as we possibly can. Um, I love this poster that I put up a yeah. podcast listener. Sorry, but, but we used it. There was a pretty great picture that somebody in the Associated Press, and I'm sorry, I don't know who it was. Do you know who it was, Crawley, that took a picture that of this? It was MBD Chicago. It was who took that one. MBD Chicago? Yeah. MBD right. Chicago. Well, it's it's just wonderful. It's that guy, the Jesus freak that like uh, ran out with a sign. And I'm so glad he ran out there with a sign because it allowed me to Photoshop Bleacher Bum Band. I got a Sunranto one that I'll share in the future of uh, – of him running around uh, with it. And I love that. I didn't realize he had a cell phone in the other hand. It's hysterical. Um, anyway, yeah, we're going June 19th. Uh, I already told you about the uh, the uh, tailgate. Um, and uh, oh, we got 100 ticks. 100 ticks sold. It's going to be a blast September 18th. So if you don't, if you didn't get tickets and you want to go to the tailgate, I think we'll figure out a way where you well, you can just buy a ticket to the tailgate, so you can get your own ticket for the game, and still come hang out with us. But we're gonna, we're going to figure that out with Club Four Hundred and Stew and all that stuff. So that'll be fun. So uh, I guess that's it. Uh, by uh, come see us on June nineteenth. Who's got some TFCs? Let's pinch this episode off. Uh, I I guess I'm still trying to download mine. All right, I, I'll I'll start with this one. This one comes from our good friend Don who uh, wrote to me and said, I had a confirmed appointment for my second shot, COVID shot, at Wrigley last Friday. I show up to find out that they're not giving vaccinations there anymore. Thanks for the notification, Jagoffs. Oh, what this? Yeah. When I got the U Darvish bobblehead, when I went down there, uh, I saw the sign, because they used to have the vax right at the corner where by Madden's post. And then the yeah. time was like, we're not, we're not giving out vaccines anymore. <laughs> that, that, that's so messed up. She had a confirmed appointment. It, yeah, that's what's weird is because when you have the two shots, they make the appointment for you right when you get your first shot. So you're supposed yeah. to go back. So you're not getting all the fucking, you know, different. What the numbers on the shots get fucked up. 
Uh, real quick, Robert Sanchez writes in, I bought a whole table of four. That's for the Bleacher Bum Band show. He has one extra. If any ranters want the extra, let him know. Robert Sanchez Ooh. on Facebook. Find him. This one made me laugh. It's a visual TFC. I'll describe it really quick. But it's that time machine type thing. Or This one says, my parents at 23. For the occasion of our first child being born, we've bought this house. It's big enough for many family members, including potential future kids that will surely grow up to be happy and successful. And then it says me at 23. Ooh, another banger. Their tweet got 11 likes. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. That's me at 45. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. 11 likes. It's ugly out there in society. Um, All right, I, I got mine in. It's the only the only one I thought of as soon as you posted your Bleacher Bum band. It's me. So stupid, a caveman can do it. That's because brilliant. This, this he really dude looks exactly like the fucking Geico caveman. He really does. He really does. I can't wait to keep photoshopping that different sayings on there. You you have the original Jesus is Lord on there, but you can put anything. It's yeah. wonderful. Um, I enjoyed this. Uh, there's a, a baseball team, uh, the BG Hot Rods. I don't even know what that Bowling Green Hot Rods. That's a, a baseball team. They're oh, having, yeah. My my son had that as his little league team one time. He had a hat with the fucking hot rod on it. Everything. It was awesome. Okay. Well, this is the uh, Bowling Green Hot Rods on June third. So this already happened. They are having Karen night. So uh, it's Karen night at the ballpark. All Karens got in free with a valid license that says their name is Karen. <laughs> Your name can be Karen with a K or a C or a C-A-R-Y or any other spellings of Karen. You could get in. And I love they just had a Karen emoji with that typical, uh, what's that, uh, what's her name? Uh, what, what's Karen? the Kate, Kate Gosling, the Kate, Kate Gosling hair on an emoji. Oh, is, uh, is the haircut enough? Of an ID, like if you just show up with that haircut, will they let you in? That's what I'm I think thinking. they should. Yeah, just if you look Karenish enough, or or you should just get in if if you just complain to a manager about it's something frivolous. That I could have that haircut. So this is obviously uh, some people are nervous about the U Darvish start. We talked about it. Corey Freeman's, you know, Jordan Bastian put up pitching matchups in San Diego. You know, and there's the three matchups, including the Wednesday Arietta versus Darvish. And Corey Friedman, who's a big, uh, he writes for Cubs Insider. He's a big U Darvish fan. Said that Wednesday game is going to be a three-hour long dagger to the heart, uh, in oh. which, in which uh, the are called the 1908 replies, especially if Arietta cuts his finger or has food poisoning or throws 88 right down the middle, which is <laughs> pretty much the three problems. Yeah. There's, there's, there's your actual three true outcomes. Oh my God, Michael's got Karen hair. You're like <laughs> am, you're like I'm emo Karen. male Karen. Emo male Karen <laughs> is is what you look. It like. It is a little too emo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I need a bow. Um, Who's got the next one? I and you got one, Michael. No, I don't. All right. I get T. Uh, here's a TFC. The Cubs owner, Governor Pete Ricketts, uh He tweeted out. As a Catholic, I'm curious to know if the Biden-Harris embassy and the Holy See will promote respect for Catholic teaching on family and freedom of conscience, or whether we can simply expect more political stunts like this. And there was a picture of a pride flag, because it is Pride Month, hanging out at the of the embassy at the Holy See. But I tweet, subtweeted him, 
with uh, and I I fixed this tweet. I said, as a bigot and Cubs owner, I'm curious to know if the Biden Harris embassy and the Holy See will promote respect for people or whether we can simply expect more political stunts from me like beef passports. Because if you recall the beef passports, that you know that was his answer to vaccine passports. Oh, let's do something stupid like beef passports. I'm really glad that this uh, this segment of TFC has you and me just tooting our own horns. Yeah, no, I mean that was. I, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's we're that we're those kind of people sometimes. Um, hey, they one, were both excellent. Now that we're talking about Pride Month, you know, it's just the worst thing because all the teams always put their Pride stuff and then the replies are just always awful. Oh, my God. You do not want to look at the fucking replies for the Pride Month stuff, especially if it happens to be St. Louis. But that's what I did. (laughs) That's what I did because I knew there would be be TFC gold in there. So I had to go ahead and take a look as bad as it would be. So sure as shit, here we go. St. Louis Cardinals, happy Pride. Celebrate with us on Pride Night on June 25th. And it says proud in the rainbow with the St. Louis logo in the O. Love is love. Okay, all great. And then, of course, Paul Key at Cameron PK, which it took me a while to figure out what he was writing, said, very not proud to sell. My team is to celebrate the choices of sexual activities some make. Will you have a night for fornicators and adulterers? <laughs> okay, that's like a uh, Christian bot, right? Like yeah. it's a Christian bot that just throws out words that seem like they make a sentence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that sentence is really tough. Very not proud my team is to celebrate the choices of sexual activity some make. Like, <laughs> dude, even me saying it, I'm just like, I've got to do mental gymnastics to, to fig- figure out where I am grammatically in the middle of that sentence. Like, he, that, he, I mean, I don't. how does make even end that sentence? You know what I mean? It's I, so I'm, weird. I'm telling you, that's, that's a Christian bot right there. Will yeah. you, uh, I've seen the I've seen the St. Louis school system. It could be a real person. The, the, his, <laughs> his, his picture is a dog. Maybe it's an actual dog that learned how to tweet. I don't know. Will you have a night for fornicators and adulterers? In which the reply from Wizard of Blaz, sign me up for fornicator night. <laughs> and Nick replies, very excited for that bobblehead. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. That's the best bobblehead ever. <sighs> I'd go the to fornicator bobblehead. Like I'm down for that. Yeah, I don't think it's the head that bobbles. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess this is the last one. Uh, this one comes from the Sun Ranto Ranchers page. David Lowry wrote, "Is it just me, or does Winkler look like John Lackey Jr.?" And Kevin Cook says, "But does he eat children?" <laughs> <laughs> so he does. He might. Actually. He That's- might want to start eating some children if he wants to have that long longevity that. John Lackey had three World yeah. Series titles. Yeah, or the or the long face that John Lackey had. <laughs> long face. Hey John, why the long face? Uh, so I, I guess that is uh, the show. Um, I, I have a, um, a a new song, a new old song. It's got some old references in it, but I thought it was appropriate. It's the uh, the uh, uh, old on the road again when the Cubs had really a tough time winning in 2019 on the road. This season's been that way as well it kind of reminded me of of, of that so I, i'm gonna play we're gonna do a little copyright infringement with the the late the no the late oh shoot i almost killed willie nelson with the great willie nelson who's still alive and smoking weed somewhere so uh, with the pink hat guy 
with the big hat guy somewhere. Wait, but <laughs> I, just I don't know, man. I, I heard big hat guy died. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard too. That's what I heard. Yeah, I heard it from you. So they passed out at thirty-one flavors. Yeah. So as uh, Ramos Ramirez would say, "Hello, the Son Santos show, the Chicago Cubs, sixty-nine best postcard. Take care." Never even got to Bob Brenly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we got. We didn't even get to Bob Bradley. We'll we'll talk about him next time. Uh, you know, it's, he's he's. I don't know, man. Put it put I, put him out to pasture. I forgot about him, but that yeah, still a piece of shit. If anybody's oh, yeah, wondering, yeah, Bob Bradley's an old man uh, who says racist things that that he doesn't think are racist. You know, but but we know better. So spook hog, and let's get out of here. Go. <laughs> On the road again Try not to suck out On the road again Hey Cubbies Please don't lose the next 8 out of 10 Try winning games When you're on the road again On the road again Get on that plane And bring us back some wins Even though we don't have A closer in the pen Try winning games When you're on the road again on the road again But the Cubs only like winning out at Wrigley After comforting They toss and turn all night and end up sleepy Hit weekly On the road again Try not to suck out on the road again Joe needs to bring in baby bears and magicians So they don't suck when they're on the road again Try not to suck when you're on the road again Try not to suck when you're on the road again The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships... The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.